Hi, um, I am back. This is Mindy with Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy Podcast. And I am so glad that you're here. I'm very blessed and honored. And um, yeah, that, that you are listening to me. Even though I don't know you, I feel um, a connection as I just sit here by myself <laughs> at my desk and feel very motivated and inspired and encouraged by the Holy Spirit to speak life to you. So uh, right now we are talking about um, who can you trust? You know, who can you trust? Um, and it's an exploration um, in wisdom. And what better book, you know, is you know, the Proverbs, but the whole Bible, it says that Jesus is the wisdom of God. So really the whole Bible is full of wisdom. But I was reading these scriptures and they just speak to everybody, I think. Um, it's just facts of life. So we left off yesterday with, um, I think, verse 10. Uh, uh, no, verse 21. But I wanted to go back and just share something with verse 13 in Proverbs uh, 14. It says superficial laughter can hide a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the pain surfaces. Again, it says superficial laughter can hide a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the pain surfaces. And that just reminds me, there's so many times in my life when I knew people, they had these wonderful laughs and they were very quote unquote popular. I could have been young. I could have been older. I mean, a lot of different people are coming to mind and they always seem to have a group around them. They were very, they were people of status. They were very beautiful. And I was like, man, I just don't laugh that often. You know, they're just happy all the time and everything is funny and they're going here and they're going there. And they had really loud laughs, you know, and kind of infectious laughs, like they say, and they were not they were very ambitious, not in a godly way. You know, they were ambitious. Um, they would um, be two-faced, um, kind of had a you know a knife behind their back when they smiled in your face, but it worked for them for a few seasons. I mean, they were getting money and promotion and, um, you know, the opposite sex was fawning over them and all this kind of stuff. But I also been old enough to see that when that laughter, it was a superficial laughter. I didn't get it at first, you know, being younger and naive. Superficial laughter can hide a heavy heart. And here, what's so silly is that people feel bad. It's like, you know, here I am. They got all this stuff. And I just live this, you know, meager lifestyle. Nobody knows who I am, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, and I don't seem to be getting ahead in life. And, you know, you just kind of feel like you are in um, Winnie the Pooh. And so it says superficial laughter can hide a heavy heart. Like you're not like the devil is deceiving them and using them to deceive you that they got it all together and you want to be like them, but you don't want to be like them because you don't know, like the Bible says, when the laughter ends, the pain surfaces. So you just don't know when you see somebody, you know, operating in a way that's not really so nice, but it seems to work for them. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that even on the internet, you know, they want you to sign up, sign up for this and sign up for that. And I know this one person, you know, it seemed kind of like, like he had all the answers for investing and all this stuff and it made him a multimillionaire or whatever and he moved to this other country but like when I listen to stuff it's like you know everything was just about selfishness and not helping other people and um 
you know, I it didn't seem like it was a very pure, like there was a lot of loyalty and like a lot of, um, you know, he had a passion to help people for his personal gain. The more that he helped people, the more that they paid oodles of money for his quote unquote help. But, um, you know, it, I, I heard like a lot of cussing and ugly words and just the way they were expressing themselves. There wasn't really love in it. And so that was like a red flag for me. Um, and it says a gullible person will believe anything, but a sensible person will confirm the facts. You know, I read that yesterday, but don't be gullible too with people out there who seem to have everything and follow them because they're just so popular and they were here yesterday and there yesterday and they're being flown in on, you know, on this, um, I'm talking about people like on the internet, you know, on this fancy jet or whatever. And I'm not just saying everybody with a fancy jet. I mean, one of my, um, favorite amongst my favorite ministers are people who God bless them with, you know, jets and airplanes because they're doing missionary work all the time. They're traveling all the time. They don't get much sleep. Like they're going a different place every week. And, you know, if they, they just couldn't do it on commercial airlines, they couldn't go to the places they're supposed to go to in Africa and Switzerland and, um, different parts of the state. Um, they couldn't move that fast. And some of these people, they got, well, I think the majority of them, they actually got a pilot license themselves and they fly their own planes. So this is not like, you know, let's put down everybody who's got money. No, 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 no. You want to have money because the more money you have, the more you can help people. You got to, I mean, how are you going to feed the poor? How are you going to take in the orphans, start orphanages? How are you going to help widows that, you know, don't have rent now that we're left with nothing? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do the pure relief? that James talks about if you don't have money how are you going to buy people bibles how are you going to even support yourself that you have enough time to pray that you don't have to have three jobs that you can you know spend time with the lord how are you going to do anything that you know without money so it's not you know we don't seek money for money's sake but we seek money to to um propel and you know, the, the kingdom of God, you know, we, um, we seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So in seeking God, he's going to tell you, he, he knows he put this on, on this planet right here. He knows we're on planet earth. We, he knows that on planet earth, everything costs money. So he'll help you with that. But, um, you know, so I just want to just put it in there. I'm not putting down, you know, I'm not at all mad at you because people with money have helped me and I wouldn't be where I am today. And they also raised my sights of how, you know, about, um, you know, beautifying things and skills and um, graciousness. You know, I've, I've learned that from, um, you know, some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people who are very prosperous. So, Stop putting down people just because they're prosperous. It's not, it's not like that. Um, so anyways, um, verse 21, it's a sin to dis this. We're in Proverbs 14 passion Bible. It's a sin to despise one who is less fortunate than you. But when you are kind to the, to the poor, you will prosper and be blessed. So in this waiting period in our lives, when it seems like nothing is happening, think, who can I help today? Who's poor? Who's around me? You know, I know one minister, he said, you know, he didn't have much. He was a, um, a flight attendant. And he said every city he went to, if for, as soon as he got there, he used his, um, you know, the money that they gave him for food and he ate like beans and rice. He ate very, um, or maybe brought his own beans and rice. And then he would go to the store and buy as much, you know, whatever it was, peanut butter and jelly or bologna or whatever, and bread to make sandwiches. And he would just find the skid row in that 
place where they were stationed, you know, before the next flight. And he would just hand out, you know, sandwiches to the poor and tell them Jesus loves them. And can I pray for you and all that. So, you know, you don't have to be famous or a pastor to bless other people and to, um, find and to feed the poor. You can always, um, find out who has hospital ministries. You know, how can you, you know, there's children's hospitals, burn, you know, burn units. You can, Find out how to be a big brother. If you can't, you know, become a foster parent, how can you be somebody that can maybe, you know, bless a foster child? There's all kinds of wonderful organizations, you know, with um, to help the families of the foster children or or help the families to keep, keep their children. There are so many wonderful ministries out there that there's so much work to be done. This is such a a broken world. It's been from day one of the fall of Adam. There's so much work to be done. There's something that um, is always something that you can do. And praying is one of the most amazing things you can do. Just thinking about those things and praying for those people and asking God, God, lead me to who I can help today. Who can I encourage? Who can I give to? Because if you are, you know, making, if you're, you know, in your apartment and you're making, you know, cookies, make a second batch and bring it to somebody to just say, I thought about you today. You know, there's always something that you can do for somebody. And, and if you're led by the Lord, it's not a small thing at all. That person that you knocked on the door, I mean, they might have a five bedroom house and you're like, what can I bring them? I mean, I'm the one living, you know, on this side of town, but you, you never know. They might be like, nobody, they might be sitting there that day thinking nobody thinks of me, you know, they, somebody was supposed to meet them up and just ghosted them. And here you are like, you know, with your batch of cookies and a big smile on your face, you know, telling them God put you on my heart. Like, you know, and you just don't know when you're led by the Lord, like things that you don't think are important are extremely important. And they could be life changers to somebody. Um, Okay, so verse um, 23, and remember as um, this is like about who you can trust. Okay, the title of this is who you can trust. So I'm going to stay with the title. Verse 23, if you work hard at what you do, great abundance will come to you. But merely talking about getting rich while living to only pursue your pleasures brings you face to face with poverty. So watch, you know, there's always going to be people who are going to, um, there's always going to be things out there to entice you, even godly churchy things. Like you don't, if you're, if you need to work on a skill, if you need to go to the gym, if you need to improve yourself in some way, and God had led you to that, don't rationalize because you don't feel like going to the gym that you're going to, you know, uh, oh, I think I'll just go and volunteer with the kids today, you know, because you're, God wants you to have a long life. And the doctor told you, you need to, you know, bring down your blood sugar and you should like, don't run away from things because not everything you want, you know, don't, don't always go with plan B the easier, softer way, you know, do the hard things. Um, cause the Bible says, if you work hard at what you do, great abundance will come to you. And I have to remind myself of that. Cause sometimes, you know, when I'm a lot of times I'm, you know, vocalizing and rehearsing my songs. I'm like, oh, this is so hard. My diaphragm hurts. This is not, and I'm working so hard. It's like, this is not executing the way that I'm hearing it in my head. And I need to like go back to the drawing board. Um, am I phrasing right? Did I swell? You know, my words is my, um, larynx in the right position. And it's like, this is so tedious and it's so much work and it's hot and it's humid. You hear the complaining in me, the murmuring, right? And I want to go to that whole um, self-pity dance, but it's like, no, 
Who said this was easy? Work hard. Work hard. Go back to the drawing board. Work. Sometimes hard work is boring, but you you just have to make an effort for it not to be boring. And then the boring spirit keeps coming in. This is boring. And then go, okay, how can I do this? I'm going to, because when you conquer it, it's fun. Conquering and nailing something is really fun. And so, um, but you have to, it doesn't come easily, you know, um, um, it says, but merely talking about getting rich or talking about anything, you know, I like to talk, you guys see that. So you could talk about things, but unless you put your hand to the plow, so to speak, unless you put some hard work and sweat, you know, they say talent is like 90%, you know, um, sweat, meaning a lot of hard work and 10% talent. And, you know, I've seen that it's like, I think that's the statistic, but it's something like that, that the majority, you know, everybody's born with talent and some people only just a little bit of talent, but they do really great things. I mean, think about it. Not every famous actor or every famous singer is like the best singer you've ever heard, but even the secular ones, they had to work hard to be there. You know, they have to show up, they have to dress up, they have to keep their bodies a certain way. They got to learn the songs. They got to be at recording studios. They got to do interviews. I mean, they got to work hard. You know, they had to learn something. So um, even to be as good as they are. So, you know, don't, let's not run away from hard work. And the beautiful thing is we have God, the Holy Spirit to help us. So, you know, don't, we, we can go to God for help as many times as we need. And a lot of times I'll just say, God, I need you to comfort me right now because this is really uncomfortable. I need, I need your comfort. I thank you for your comfort right now. Receive it. I need direction. How can I do this? Um, how can I do this methodically? I'm not getting the result I need from this work I'm doing. So I, I need to work differently. Please show me. Or is there somebody that I need to ask for help from that they can show me a better way to do this and help me to humble myself to ask, you know, and show me who that person is or whatever, you know, God will, as you're praying, God will give you specifics and he'll speak to you. He's the comforter. He's the helper. He's God knows all things. So, you know, he'll lead you to, um, how to, how to work and how to get the answer to those techie problems and, you know, I, I love one thing I love many things I love about my husband, but one thing is like, you know, when there's techie stuff, um, and you have to call, you know, how you can spend hours with tech support and, but he's not going to be defeated. And as a result of that, I mean, he's like amazing. Like he does his own, he does videos, he does, he does music, he mixes music, he records music. Um, he, you know, does his, you know, just financials and stuff like he doesn't like things that are, you know, he'll get frustrated, but he won't let the frustration throw, make him throw in the towel. He's like, there's an answer to this. There's a way there is an answer. We're not going to give up. And so I love that. And we need to be like that with everything. When God gives us an assignment, even if, you know, we lost documents or, you know, all this stuff got erased, you know, we'll just do it again. Like you can't let the devil win and you just got to ask God for help and just, you know, pull from the fruit of the spirit that is love, joy, peace, patience, patience, and being kind about it, being kind with yourself, being kind with others, being generous, being generous with your time. I'm going to be generous with myself today. I'm going to be generous with my work that needs to be done. I'm going to be generous, you know, and giving work and giving my best, um, you know, um, breaking down the fruits of the spirit, being generous, being, um, being faithful. I'm going to be consistent, faithful. You can count on me. You know, I'm not going to, um, not show up because it's hard. I'm not going to leave early because this is so hard and I'm not going to give up. Even if you had a bad day and you procrastinated, okay, today's a new day. Just don't procrastinate today. Get with it. 
Um, that's okay. We've all been there. We all have done that. Um, don't let, you know, yesterday's failure affect your victory that you can have today. Um, being faithful, being gentle, being gentle, having self-control, all those things, bring all that into your work, bring all that to yourself, be gentle with yourself, be faithful with yourself, be, um, be generous with yourself, be loving to yourself, be kind, um, patient, joyful, you know, um, ask God, how can I stir up joy, right? I need to stir up some joy up here in this house, you know, and where you are is where the party is. Like you can, you can make, you know, joy. Happiness is not based on condition. It's something that's inside of you. Like the joy of the Lord is your strength. Like it's always available to you. So just ask God, like, I'm not really joyful now. Show me how to get on track. Like show me ways. And sometimes it could just be something funny. Like God will just, you know, put something in my mind that makes me laugh at myself or something. I'll see something and a big smile will come on my face. And I don't even remember when it happened, but he answered that prayer. Um, and it says when verse 29 says, when your heart over, this is Proverbs chapter 14, Passion Bible, when your heart overflows with understanding, you'll be very slow to get angry. Huh? So the flip method is when you, when your heart is not flowing with understanding, and you're full of confusion, and you haven't gone to God for understanding, you'll be quick to get angry when you don't understand things. So keep seeking God for understanding, and then you won't feel so powerless and just throw up your hands and get angry. But if you have a quick temper, your impatience will be quickly seen by all. It's going to be embarrassing when you have a quick temper. It won't work well for you. It's never attractive on anybody. How Whoever thought that that was like kind of like... um you know, a cousin to being machismo or something. It's like, it's not, it's not, you know, uh, to me, a man who's in control of himself is much more attractive than um, when they just fly off the handle. That looks like a two-year-old just because you know some big, big grown-up cuss words now and you've got some muscles and you can flex and roar. It still makes you look like a big overgrown two-year-old or anybody, not just you, me, anybody. Verse 31. Um, oh, oh, let's go to verse 30. A tender, tranquil heart will make you healthy. Tender, a tender heart, tranquil, will make you healthy. But jealousy can make you sick. So be tender, you know, with yourself. Be tranquil. You know, practice not being jealous. Like when you see, man, they got this and I wish I had it or whatever. Just, you know, practice it. Don't don't say those things out loud. Like just, you know, pray and say, Father, just bless that person. Thank you for blessing them with that thing that I wanted. And I thank you that you're the same God and I'm going to have a great day today and, um, just bless them father. And I thank you that, um, the spirit of jealousy is far from me. And I just, you know, and you just prove it by just saying, bless this person with everything I want for myself and more to live a godly life. And you just move on. And every time the devil tries to make, put the thought in your mind that, oh, you're jealous. Look, look at that thought. Are you jealous? Say, no, I'm not. I just pray for them to be blessed. And I got things to do. I don't have time for you. Not today, Satan. I'm working on my own um, projects right here. I got, I got my own path I'm following. I don't have time for you. So that's um, one way, an example, how to fight that. Um, and don't deny jealousy either. Go, oh, this is ugly. I don't like this. Um, and, you know, maybe if a very trusted, confidant, Christian friend, you know, ask them, can you pray? This isn't even me. And, you know, God might even give him a word 
uh, something for you about something wonderful about you. And a lot of times, like, you know, God, like example, like singers, like God needs every different kind of voice. Like nobody stole your music ministry. Nobody stole your thunder. Like God has something for you to do that's unique that nobody else can do. So nobody can steal what God has for you. Just wanted to say that. Um, nobody can steal your business. God has a certain entrepreneurship for you. That's never been done before. God has a relationship for you that has your name on it. So, um, that's just unique. You are unique and just God has something for you. Nobody can take away what God has for you. Um, let's see. Um, this is really deep. Verse 31, insult your creator, will you? That's exactly what you do every time you oppress the powerless, that you oppress the powerless. Showing kindness to the poor is equal to honoring your maker. So even oppressing and looking down on other people that are your brothers and sisters in Christ because they're having a hard time, let's not do that. Um, let's be there for them. Um, and not because it says showing kindness to the poor. And somebody could just be poor in spirit. They might have a lot of money, but they're poor in spirit right now. Um, there's many ways to be poor, not just financially. Um, it could be a single mother who, you know, gets a huge, you know, um, check every month or whatever, but you know, she needs help with her children or the, uh, a single father, you know, like there's things that, they're, they're poor in right now that we can be a help and just oppressing them or making fun of them and saying, well, they have this, but they don't have that. Like, don't put, don't put your mean words on them. That's a way, even if you're in secret and you're not in their hearing, you know, that's a way of oppressing. You know, the Bible says every word spoken is going to be heard. Um, eventually, I mean, that's like, it's like you got a, you're on a reality show 24 seven, like, oh my goodness, that's, that's enough to put fear in me, uh, a reverence of God. Um, showing kindness to the poor is equal to honoring your maker. My goodness, that's pretty heavy. Showing kindness to the poor. So if you love God and you want to honor God today, show, um, show kindness, show kindness, show kindness, show kindness. Um, verse 33, wisdom soothes the heart of the one with living understanding. So wisdom is soothes you, the wisdom of God, it will be soothing to you, but the heart of the fool just stockpiles stupidity. So, um, you know, so yeah, um, verse 34, a nation is exalted by the righteousness of its people, but sin heaps disgrace upon the land. So let's, as believers in Christ, let's not get discouraged over the United States of America, our states, our cities, and give up on it. Remember, <clears throat> we are carriers of God's glory, right? Um, in this earthen vessel, we're carriers of God's glory and his power. And so just, you know, pray, you know, God will, God's, it, it says in the word, if my people will humble themselves and pray, um, you know, repent, uh, you know, he'll heal the land. So let's, let's do something. Let's pray. Let's be a voice for the oppressed. Um, you know, let's not just throw in the towel because, you know, we can talk all day long about everything going wrong and how evil the times are in our culture and blah, blah, blah. And what happened to my city? What happened to this country? What happened to our economy? But all this stuff, um, things we've never really seen before. We could talk all day long about everything that's wrong, but let's be, let's make it right. Okay. Let's, you know, be in it, you know, 
in a sense, like on our knees praying, let's pray, let's be part of the answer and not part of the problem. Um, verse 35, and then we're done with Proverbs 14. A wise and faithful servant receives promotion from the king, but the one who acts disgracefully gets to taste the anger of the king. So, um, you know, you can use that for your boss or whatever, but um, being faithful, that's the fruit of the spirit and serving God, number one, faithfully serving others faithfully. Let's focus on that word faithful, being consistent, being diligent, working hard, doing your best. Um, you know, you can't, um, you can't lose with that. If anything, even if nobody else gives you promotion for that, whatever, you're building integrity and you're building skills. So, um, that's the end of Proverbs chapter 14. Again, you are a carrier of God's glory. So how are we going to do this today? What are we going to do? We're going to operate in love, peace, joy. We're going to be like a detective. Who can we help today? We're going to encourage ourselves. We're going to encourage ourselves when the devil tries to tell us negative things or this will never happen for you or that it only happens for other people. We're going to stop him in his tracks and say that thought came from the pits of hell and we're going to bless those people and we're going to... Um, we're going to have the strength of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. We're not going to avoid hard work. We're not going to get discouraged. And we're not going to take advice from people that they might, you know, seem that have it all together. Um, we're, we're going to seek the counsel of those who have wisdom and godly wisdom and are loving. We're not just trying to be spiritual to be successful. We're trying to be um, spiritual to be a blessing. We want to be a blessing and we want to... Um, you know, we want to be carriers of this gospel to, again, a dying, brokenhearted world. So let's remember that. Just know that you are a carrier of God's glory, that the power of God um, is towards you, in you. Uh, let's just end this with a prayer. I'm going to read Ephesians um, chapter 1. In the, I am going to read it out of the Passion Bible, and I'm going to pray this over you. Um, okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, I am getting there. Um, I believe it's okay. Verse, I'm going to start at verse 15 and prayer this Paul. It says, Paul prays for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I'm praying it over you, my friend. It says, verse 15, because of this, since I first heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your tender love toward all his devoted ones, my heart is always full and overflowing with thanks to God for you, my listeners, as I constantly remember you in my prayers. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the Spirit of wisdom and spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light. This very, I'm adding to this very moment until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, the holy ones. I pray that you continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith, that your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to place to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over enemy, every, I'm sorry, over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. 
So I pray this for all my listeners today that they operate in the fullness of wisdom and light and glory and your power towards them and knowing who they are in you, how incredibly loved they are internally, infinitely loved they are and amazing and, and that they would... Um, that you would reveal the genius in them. In Jesus' name, amen.